When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Are you looking for a pair of sunglasses that are as about a good time as we are here at the corner booth? Well, look no further. Yeats official sunglasses are polarized, stylish, and fit any occasion. Enjoy it. Here at the corner booth, we each got a pair. We're rocking right now in studio. You want yours? Go to yeatsofficial.com, promo code cornerbooth for 10% off, and get your pair now. My personal recommendation, the Aquas. You are now in the Corner Booth Podcast, a sports podcast from Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network. Here is your host, Jared Clinton. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Corner Booth Podcast. I'm your host, Jared Clem, alongside the TikTok sensation, Mr. Matt Ordazzo, and the rookie, the Oklahoman, the man, the myth, the legend, Mason. Happy Monday, Tuesday to everyone except you, TCU. You suck. Uh, <laughs> you made that game so bad. I started my sixth or seventh playthrough of Skyrim. Listeners of Corbett know that was ranked number one in me and Matt's top, in my version of the top 10, my top 10 favorite video games. I love that game. I have so much, and now that I have so many mods and other DLCs and all that stuff, this playthrough will probably take me until probably 2028. And I am down no, tight. No, my 28th birthday, I meant to say, which is in two months. I play like once a week or whatever, or even longer. I don't care. Long story short, it was so bad I had to go to something that was nostalgic and fun no matter how many times I turned it on. Because that game was terrible. That was, well, first of all, shout out to Georgia. I now put this team in the pantheons of 01 Miami, 2020 Alabama, uh, 04 USC. Uh, the first Tim Tebow Gators team, not the second one. And um, 19 LSU for sure. 19 LSU, yes. But I will make this argument right now, Mason, before we go any further. Kevin had a good point. 19 LSU basically locked out the clock right now because two and t- the boys started coming back. 19 LSU's biggest problem was they basically beat up on a lot of decent teams and a Clemson team where Trevor Lawrence basically quit halfway through the game. I was there and, at the at the semifinal for OU LSU that year, and um, I mean it was it was kind of like last night, man. I mean it was it felt like it was the freshman team versus the varsity team. That was when Hurts was Hurts the quarterback that year. Um, yeah, so that that would have been Hurts. 
So the year before that was uh, Kyler, and they lost to Bama in the semifinal. But that game was ugly. Yeah, I mean the the, the game in in Atlanta was much uglier, and and that was, you know, I mean it was bad, man. It was it was awful. I will say this about last night's game. Georgia played great. Max Duggan, man. And Max, Matt, you said this in the pregame, in the pre-show lobby. <clears throat> this makes him a seventh-round pick, and this makes sets a bed in the sixth or fifth. This was his chance, in my opinion. Because, I, I mean, you know, I, I think even before this game was going on, I don't think anybody thought Max Duggan was going to be like a first, second, anything like that kind of draft pick, not even a third, I would say. I, I just think that this could have squeezed him into like the mid-round, like, you know, fourth-round talk if he was able to at least put up a good game. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had a, you know, completed maybe 60% of his passes, only had 152 yards, no touchdowns, two interceptions, was sacked like five, six times, whatever it was. Um, not just, just not the performance that I was expecting. I was expecting him to come out and at least like keep it within some sort of possession, but scored seven points in the first quarter, never scored again. Um, Georgia's defense was stout. They did not miss a beat. They locked everything down, which made it very easy for Stetson Bennett to have the day he had. I mean, however you want to say about him, 304 yards, four touchdowns, he had a great game. So shout out to Georgia for getting that done. They're they're cementing themselves as the team to beat in college football going forward, and we'll see what happens next year. Maybe maybe Stetson will switch his major, go come back with like seven extra credits that he needs, get like a 26th time in uh, college football, win a third one. And then go to the Browns, 26 years old, Brandon Whedon 2.0. See how that goes. You know what the worst part is about this is that it's not all Max Duggan's fault at all. He gets maybe 5% of the blame in my book. Yes, that last throw to Q was, oh, Mike, that deep ball was just atrocious. He, he like, Tim Tebow said it to McAfee perfectly. By the way, the McAfee cast was so much fun. Mm-hmm. It made I just that had it on the regular. See, I, I, I don't, I love Kirk and um, Reese, but here's the thing, man. Like, getting a chance to listen to t- my boys was great. Like, that was fun. Like, getting to hear AJ Hawk and and the boy and um, Boston Connor, all these dudes clown each other, was perfect. So, Bravo ESPN, that was very smart. Whatever McAfee touches turns to gold. Whatever he leaves turns to coal. Um. I will say this. I'm looking at this game, and a buddy of mine said this perfectly to me at work this morning. He goes, dude, from the jump, they looked fidgety. They went offsides in the first play. They looked like they were freaking the hell out. They were not ready, and Coach Dykes, I'm putting some of this, a lot of this on him, man. I, I swear. I think this team thought they were going to ca- – like Michigan, Michigan took TCU lightly. Michigan said, oh, we're going to kick their ass. We're going to roll over them. And TCU got a couple of lucky pick sixes because J.J. McCarthy is trash. Or to quote the great Shady, he asked. He asked. <laughs> Different quarterback, same overrated program, right? Either way, I look at this game with Georgia, and all I watched – was a team that was ready to rock and roll, who took their opening opponent lightly, but by the stroke of God, won. 
And to all you OSU fans who thought y'all were going to play in the championship game, no. TCU would have ran y'all off the field too. Y'all got lucky as hell again. Y'all got lucky as hell and caught a sleeping Georgia team for almost four quarters. OSU played good, but OSU would be outscored. Their defense was not good in that game. Georgia's defense was the star last night. Their offense was great because TCU's defense looked overmatched because of the size. OSU doesn't have a bunch of hogs on offense. It's not like they're like they were going to be, they beat Georgia because Georgia was sleeping. If you tell me OSU, let's say OSU makes that kick, it's a close game, but OS, but TCU wins. That's my honest to God prediction. Like, like I would honestly like, like million dollars on the line kind of thing. I would say the same thing. I would say it would come down to a last second score, but I think Max Duggan and the boys pull it out because they have a more explosive team. Not offense per se, because you know CJ Stroud and Marvin Harrison Jr. are disgusting. But what I'm saying is also if Miller plays that game, maybe they get a little bit of a running game. But I don't know. That's all hindsight. My biggest thing is though is Georgia's defense and that offensive line deserves every bit of the credit, man. They get this. Stetson Bennett, congratulations. You look like Nick, that episode of New Girl where Nick Miller is playing against a bunch of five year olds in touch football. Congratulations. Like Stetson Bennett, like. There was, he just, it looked too easy. But then again, when you're playing with the Monstars, man, it doesn't really matter. So I, I, that's all I got in this game, man. TCU will be back. Their new cor- their new quarterback is supposedly even better than Duggan. I think Duggan is basically a more athletic Davis Mills, which for a team is a great backup. I think everything will work out okay. George, congrats on back-to-backs. Well, if you ask the Jets a um, a much better Davis Mills is a starter. So if you, it depends on the team when you want to get perspective. Mason, I don't know what you felt if you said you were watching the regular one. I did not like the um, the drone viewing. I want like, your opinion. Uh, yeah, I'm I, I'm not a fan of that. It you know they've started to kind of I guess implement that in NFL and college with like the prime time. Like even CBS will do it. Um, Fox yeah. will do it. All the networks run it. I- I'm with you. I'm not a fan. Yeah, I I, I liked um, in the beginning. I liked it because I didn't know that it was. I didn't know at the first time that it was going to be the whole the whole show was going to be that drone. But at first, I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool. I'm getting angles from behind in the pocket, like what the quarterback's looking at. I'm like, oh, that guy's open. That was a good throw. And I'm like, oh, I like the different mm-hmm. angles. But then all of a sudden, like 10, 15 minutes goes by, and this thing's zoning out. And I'm like, oh shit! I'm like 50 feet in the air. And then it comes right back in, and then it moves around. And I'm like, oh, okay, I don't, I don't like this anymore. That's when I texted Jared, and he was like, yeah, I'm on the other one. I was like, oh, I need to switch over. It just, I don't know. I just, it felt like I was dizzy the entire time. I just could not get one clear cut view of this thing. Yeah. I honestly, you know what? I love the multicast. I love that it went all out. I just wish it was a better game because it probably would have made every broadcast so much better. But you know what? Here's the thing. We wanted TCU. We wanted TCU to be in there. And the, the biggest thing about this is that, like, I'm sorry, I didn't give a fuck if it was going to be Ohio State and Georgia. I would watch to see Georgia kick Ohio State's head in, and I'd go to sleep. Michigan, Michigan would have gotten run out the building. Okay, because, uh, Mich- dude, Michigan is not, like, that was the best the team was. 
I, I don't know, man. I, I have a lot of thoughts on the Michigan TCU game. I, I kind of alluded to it last week, but you know, now with the result from last night, I think it kind of paints a clearer picture. Um, look, it, I, I think when you when you zoom out and you look at that game, Michigan did every single thing that they possibly could have done to give TCU the ball game. And they still almost won the game. They, they turned the ball over three times. McCarthy had two pick sixes, um, you know, a fumble on the one-yard line. They have a red zone trip at the beginning of the game that results in zero points, and, and they almost won the game. So, look, not to say that TCU is bad, but I, I definitely think that when you compare Georgia and Michigan and Ohio State, and then you look at TCU and you compare that team to the other three, strictly on a perspective from talent, there is a massive, massive, massive gap. And I saw a tweet last night from one of the Sooner guys that I follow. And um, he basically sort of said, you know, someone was saying, I guess the original tweet was, you know, this result shouldn't be surprising to anyone. And this was at halftime when it was, you know, like 38 to seven or something. And um, if you follow recruiting, if you followed each of these teams sort of classes for the past five years, for example, you know, this result really isn't surprising. I bet Georgia hasn't had a class outside of the top five in the past five years. And I would be surprised if TCU has had a class above 20 in any of those last five years. So I feel like it would have taken a miracle for TCU to sort of compete with Georgia simply because the talent gap is so wide and there's only so much you can do when, when there's that big of a gap. So to me, you know, it was fun seeing TCU make this run. Um, It always is who doesn't like an underdog, right? But at the end of the day, sometimes the the question mark and the ask is too big. And in this case, that that was simply sort of the 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 deal. I mean, the the talent was just the the talent gap was way too big. You know, it's like asking um, the worst NFL team to play the best college team. Right. The gap is so wide that, you know, the college team couldn't compete with the NFL team. It was just disappointing, and it, it, you know it was kind of like a reality check almost. Right. But you know it sucked. But you know, speaking of reality checks, man, like happy Black Monday, everybody! From yesterday, we snap back into it. A couple quick headlines. We'll open up to the boys. Uh, first off, Cliff Kingsbury out. So is uh Steve Kime, the GM as well for Arizona. Uh, no surprise, Lovey Smith is out as well. Um, yeah, just. No surprises there. Uh, we have a lot of NFL team futures and headlines, but like one MLB headline I wanted to run off, and we'll start going down the list. Uh, Carlos Correa, oh, back with the Twins. He was a Padre, then he was a or no, he's a Giant, then he was a Met. Now he's back to the Twins. I love it because I'll never have to play him, and it makes me happy. Um, and last but not least, uh, DeAndre Hopkins is reportedly going to get moved this offseason. So we'll open up to the fellas, gentlemen. Um, how are we feeling right now? Like, what what are we thinking when it comes to 
all these headlines. I'll start off first with a Black Monday and everything going on. Uh, Kingsbury and it came out in Arizona. Hopkins on the way out as well. We surprised? Not surprised? What's the good word here? No, um, I'm surprised about the GM. I guess I didn't. I know he stepped away. I think it was like medical purposes or yeah. something like that. He, um, he so I'm not because he did something wrong in Mexico and he get, it was a mistaken identity case. Yeah. But what I didn't know was apparently he was with the organization for like two decades for its various roles. So definitely, I guess, a big loss for that organization just in the sense of the tenure he had with them. Um, not not surprised by Cliff Kingsbury firing. Um, yeah, they're gonna move DeAndre. Um, Maybe they'll get like a running back in a second rounder for him or something. Um, and Kyler Murray is going to get probably just going to just throw a tantrum and just want to be out of Arizona because who's he going to throw to Marquise Brown, Robbie Anderson, and uh, AJ Green. That's a, that's a beautiful trio right there. One guy that throws a fit. If you don't give him the ball, Robbie Anderson, one guy that can't catch the ball. And then you got AJ Green, who's probably like 36. I don't yeah. know. Well outdated to say the least. Yeah. Then you got, uh, I'm not, I think my biggest surprise is that uh, Ron Rivera is not on this list. Um, I thought this guy should have been canned. I mean, he's not a bad coach. He's, he's like Kirk Cousins of the NFL. This man will get you. Well, all right, I shouldn't say Kirk Cousins because he had a great season, but this man is pretty much like a Wentz where he'll give you like eight to seven to nine wins at best currently. And that that's all you're going to get. He, uh, he puts in the guy that dug him. We all talked about the sport, but he, he the guy that dug the hole that they were all sitting in, just fucking dying, and they decided to put him back in the playoffs matter the most instead of the guy that got them out. Um, for that alone, he can't make the right decisions to get him out of there. Um, Carlos Correa, we talked about this. He signed. He has signed so many deals. He's signed for twenty-seven, I believe, years in total for seven hundred something million dollars. He's finding himself back in Minnesota at the end of the day. Uh, like Jared said, I don't got to play him. And if I play the Twins in the first round of the playoffs, we're probably just going to sweep them like we do every single time we play the Twins in the playoffs. So I'm not worried. Um, and to top it off, I think Roquan Smith got five years, $100 million. Largest That's contract largest yep. contract by an NFL linebacker in history, I think. And he represented himself. So I think that's pretty impressive in my opinion. I mean, he played great in Baltimore. So I'm like, you know, good for him. And also good for him getting out of that shithole known as the Chicago Bears. Mm-hmm. Um, Mace headlines. We roll through. How you feeling? What what what's sticking out to you right now on some of the headlines today? Yeah, dude. Um, I feel like the you know we didn't mention, but um, it's sounding like McVay is also out in in LA. I think that's huge news. Um, obviously, I mean, have yeah. you, you guys have heard about that, right? Yeah, he's I didn't hear this one broadcasting. Yet. Well, not, it's not official, was- but he's you know he's basic. Obviously, he's saying that he needs to take time to consider whether or not he wants to come back. He also said this last year too, Mace. Like, I mean. Well, but he this time he's also allowing assistant coaches to talk to other teams and interview. So I think that at, at that point, you know, he's definitely sort of taking it seriously and probably, um, you know, going to give it, you know, a pretty good amount of thought whether or not he wants to come back to the absolute dumpster fire that they will be probably for the next two to three years. Um, so, and then also Lovey. Like, I mean, the, the Texans, it seems like they can't do anything right, man. I mean, they've been bad since they traded. I guess they were okay after they moved off Hopkins, but ever since Watson, the whole Watson incident has happened, they have been 
I mean, just an absolute tire fire. Who knows what the next move is? Probably draft a quarterback, right? <laughs> but, I mean, I just – I don't know who you go and get in terms of a head coach who can provide you with a little bit of stability and give you some promise going forward and kind of settle things down. Because I think, you know, being from Houston and knowing Texans fans and growing up going to games and everything, people are very, very, um, I guess, fed up would be the right word with the direction of the organization, particularly with Cal McNair, the owner, and some of the moves that the front office has made, starting with the Hopkins trade, um, dealing J.J. Watt, you know, the, the way that the Watson situation kind of came down. So, I, I mean, people are very upset here. They, they don't really know what direction the organization is going in, and they, I feel like people here are just kind of – they're fed up, man. They're, they're almost like done with the organization. I will say this about the Texans, man. Like they're, they're an easy team to root for because they don't really do anything wrong except for the fact that the way they've handled their offseason, they become like a meme. If I'm the Texans, if I'm a Texans fan today, I'm hoping for two things. One, we draft either CJ Stroud or <clears throat> Bryce Young. Everyone knows I prefer Stroud over Young because I like upside. I will take a bad year as a, as a rookie for three years after that at an all pro to at least pro bowl level. I will wager that because the Texans aren't winning the Super Bowl next year. Newsflash. Um, Bryce Young may be ready faster, but I would take CJ Stroud's absolute bazooka of a cannon and his ability to work the pocket. And his pro readiness over, like, and also I worry about Bryce Young, man. I do too. Dude, I, I think he's, he's undersized. Like your, he's like your size, right? He's like a he's like a slender guy. Yes, you know, small. You know, I would say definitely underweight. And you know, I was talking to my dad about it last night. You know, how many guys? How many smaller, undersized guys in terms of quarterbacks? can we say have been super successful? Obviously, Russell Wilson, Drew Brees, Montana was a little bit smaller. But, I mean, those guys come around what? Every I mean, Hertz 15 years? One, but I mean, built what? like a fullback. Right. Yeah. So it's just – I'm with you, Jared. I feel like going with the bigger guy in Stroud, <clears throat> you know, he's not undersized. He's not small. He's got <clears throat> a massive arm. And he's still mobile. Um, I, I think he's a more pro-style quarterback and a safer bet than Bryce Young. Bryce Young might have higher upside mm. to some people, but I just feel like the the gamble on Bryce Young, the, the chances of him panning out to me are much lower than a guy like Stroud. Yeah, I mean, speaking on the the Texan situation, and you know, with my with my extensive resume of just my team has terrible ownership, terrible philosophy, mm-hmm. picks in the top 90 percent of the time, never has a chance. Just like Houston, mm-hmm. I feel like I can speak very confidently when I say that they need to just get rid of this owner. The owner, well, they can't, but the owner needs to sell the team. They're not going to win under this current owner. Um, I don't really care for Nick Casario. Um, I. They, I'm willing to say that their next head coach is somewhere on their roster because if you just examine their decisions with 
with McCauley and then bringing in Lovey Smith. I mean, Jared and I were talking about it as soon as they hired Lovey Smith. We all said it's one and done because we all, I mean, I know Jared likes Lovey Smith but with his defense and everything. I like his defense too. I think he's going to be a great, you know, coordinator, but we all know that Lovey Smith is not going to turn the Texans around. So both one and done guys, we all think where they're grooming somebody to move into the role. I don't know if that's going to be the right decision or not. Probably not. They have a lot to fix. The good thing is that the matter that they lost out on the first overall pick, they're still going to get whatever quarterback they want because the, the bears would be insane not to roll with Justin Fields after he showed them, Hey, look, I'm pretty good at this position and this is what I have to work with. If you give me weapons, we're looking at like eight wins. I think next year the, the bears could make a lions type jump, but not the jump track too much. The Texans will get whoever they want at quarterback. They'll ruin whoever they want at quarterback, probably. <laughs> but um, listen, they get Bryce Young, they get CJ Stroud. Right now, they got Brandon Cooks, and Brandon Cooks wants out, obviously. And the only way to make him happy is to go get him whatever the fuck quarterback he wants. If you pair, you know, CJ Stroud or Bryce Young up with with Cooks, if he's still there, with hopefully um, John Mechie, if he comes back healthy, hopefully he can come back next year and play. Um, go out and get go out and get a receiver. I mean, you're not going to get Hopkins. Hopkins isn't going to come back to you. You can go call the Jets for Corey Davis. Go get somebody off the free agency. Go draft some guys. Build an offense around this guy. You have promise in Damian Pierce. You have a serviceable guy in Brevin Jordan, but I still think you should actually get another tight end. Offensive line is not horrendous. Defense is play scrappy. Just you know, put some pieces together. Give the fans like a six or seven win season. Show them some hope. But they got to turn it around. And every year they just they tell me they're just satisfied with picking top five. So I have my theory on how the the quarterbacks will go in this draft so far. Um, if the if the Bears don't trade back and they end up taking Anderson or Jalen Carter, either way, like let's just say they do, the Texans will take most likely Bryce Young because they're stupid. They don't realize that C.J. Stroud will be the better fit for them, but it's okay. It's fine. They'll go get a tackle with their second draft pick or a receiver, and that'll be it. Maybe Jackson Smith and Jigma. Maybe they go get um, oh, Jordan Addison. Yeah, Matt, yeah, Addison. What are these guys? Uh, Cardinals will probably take whichever. I will probably take uh, I either Anderson. Probably take Anderson at three because I think Carter will go one. Colts will take Will Levis. I don't really? doubt it. At four? They will take Will Levis be, for some stupid. Listen. Phil Le- Will Levis might be the the like the most like the slept on quarterback of the draft. I'm not sure, but they will. Uh, Seahawks will probably grab whatever defensive lineman or quarterback that's available. Um, yeah, Lions will go get a defensive back. I'm thinking the kid, um, the kid with the Spanish last name. I can't. Remember. I think he's out of Clemson. Martinez or something like that. Uh, whatever. Oh, he's he's number one. He's number one defensive back over Ringo. Um, Raiders will go, will get whatever quarterbacks left on the board. Uh, Falcons will probably trade back or get a receiver. Panthers will probably take whatever will probably, and then, you know, you go to like to Philadelphia. I was like, Oh, they're taking Robinson out of Texas. I'm like, anybody else think they might just go get a corner or replace James Bradbury or Slay, whoever retires first. So I don't, I, I think the first three quarterbacks will go pretty early. There's one more Anthony Richardson. He's the wild card. Oh, Never mind. Sorry, I Anthony. Thought, I, thought Richardson, I, had... I could definitely see Richardson going. So let's say like Levis goes. Levis goes four. Seahawks say fuck it. We don't want Geno, and they take C.J. Stroud. Raiders panic and take Richardson. But 
if the Seahawks say we want Geno and they go get a, a lineman or a running back or defensive defensive line something, then you're looking at the Raiders taking uh, Stroud, which I love that by the way, and then you maybe have Atlanta or Carolina taking a Anthony Richardson. I, th- I think there's four quarterbacks drafted in the top ten this year. I agree. I, I, I think, think this that, is a weird year like that. Yeah, I think it's minimum three, mm-hmm. possibly I think, four. I think Bryce Young goes to Houston. I think we're all in agreement on that. He's all, um, you know, and the Alabama's close enough to Texas. Um, I think Cedar Stroud will then wind up going to um, Indianapolis, and then I think Will Levis is going to slip down to seven and go to Vegas. I can see because I know they're already going to trade Carr, and anybody that thinks that Stidham is the answer needs their fucking IQ checked. So it's going to go to Will Levis in Vegas to me. Um, and then uh, Carolina, Carolina, I think is going to wind up either. It's tough to say they're going to take quarterbacks right now because you don't know what they're going to do in the offseason. But at this moment, I think Carolina should take a quarterback, probably be like Anthony Richardson or whoever that's going to be. Um, yeah, and that rounds out that top 10 right there that I'm looking at because Philly is obviously not going to take quarterback. You think they go offensive tackle? No, they're not. They like they'll they know they got four or five more years with my lotta before they gotta pay him. Johnson's got two more years left. They won't do tackle this year. They also got Driscoll, who's got two more years left on his deal. And he played great, honestly, when uh without like uh Lane Johnson in the lineup. Mm-hmm. They, and they, they got Anthony they got Anthony Richardson going to the Jets right now in a mock draft. I love that, by the way. So I can I can very much get on board with that, but I want a veteran on my team for him to sit behind because Matt, Mike LaFour already came out and said that they did Zach Wilson wrong, which doesn't change my mind that he's not the guy for us, but they're pretty much saying he should have sat for a year. So if like, like Mason and I were talking about earlier in the chat, if the Jets, let's just say, go out and they trade for Aaron Rodgers, I would be thrilled. But draft Anthony Richardson at 13 and let him sit behind Rodgers for one or one, however many years Rodgers wants to play. One year, two years. He's got two max. So let him sit behind him for a year or two, and that'll satisfy me. But I don't want to take a rookie in the draft right now, and that would be the only guy I have on my roster. Right. Fair. Because a, a QB battle of Zach Wilson and Anthony Richardson puts you in the same exact spot that you were in this year. You know, probably a six to nine win season in a tough division. And I mean, your your fringe playoffs, maybe if things go your way, maybe you sneak in at the seven seed, but it's just yeah. you're back at square one, right? I mean, there's yeah. no, there's no like, I mean, unless Richardson is like the next Lamar Jackson, which I guess there's a chance, but. It's just it, it's not a smart move, you know, from a team who is ready, probably ready, like a veteran quarterback, kind of like we were saying, away from being, you know, I don't know, maybe almost like a Bengals type team, sort of. So PFF throws a freaking hand grenade into the draft. I love this. This is great. So they're not the first team. They're not the first source I've seen have Indy trade up to one. They have Indy trading up to one with the Bears. Indy taking Bryce Young. Now, behind that offensive line with that running game? Yeah. Interesting, for sure. That's good. I like that. That's In, in, a, in a crummy division, you know, I guess Jacksonville. It's got to be Jacksonville. That's basically it. Because Tennessee's right. – unless Tennessee gets, like, Derek Carr or Rodgers. Or Jimmy They're Jimmy. not doing shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right, exactly. Do they have Levis going to Houston? I don't hate that because Levis is a big, strong kid with a cannon. 
and he's an improviser. Not as, I mean, as much as I'd love them to get take CJ Stroud, I think everyone's kind of like, I don't know why everyone's hit, hating on Stroud. I, I never understood the hate. I'm going to watch more tape because now, we, Matt, no, Matt, you guys are both new to this, but draft season for us, gentlemen, kicks off March 1st. When we come back off vacation, we start doing draft specials. Uh, I'm going to try to get some guests on, and then we do our draft, our draft pregame show. We pregame the we pregame the draft show for uh, our own Dan Mater, who me I will be on Matt Matt and Mason. If you guys want to get on, I'll make sure you guys get on for spots. But it's the belly up uh, belly up's biggest draft show. We have a great time with it. Um, so shameless plug. They have Will Anderson at three, Jalen Carter four to the Bears, Seahawks. They take Miles Murphy. I like that actually. Lions. They take the kid out of Clemson, uh, Breezy. Love that too. Vegas Stroud. Love that big, strong kid, big, strong arm who can make multiple reads and extend plays. Josh McDaniels is wet dream. Um, not afraid to sling it. Tyree Wilson to the Falcons. Love that. They haven't had a pass rusher since John Abraham was in his forties. Um, AR to the Panthers at nine. Love that. They have the Eagles taking a safety, but I don't think they've actually looked at the Eagles roster. Epps had a great season. So did Stroud. I don't think they – I think they take Ringo there. Um, they've got Titans taking Paris Johnson. Houston taking Quinton Johnson out of TCU. Love that. Big physical kid to catch the ball from uh, Will Levis. I think it's perfect. Jets taking a tackle, the kid out of Northwestern. Um, Patriots taking the kid out of Illinois, the cornerback. Um, Packers taking Michael Meyer, the tight end of Notre Dame. Commanders taking Gonzalez from Oregon. Uh, Steelers taking the cornerback Cam Smith from South Carolina. Bijan Robinson going to the Lions. I don't get that. What are they going to collect them at this point? Yeah. Um, I don't know. They have Keely Ringo dropping to the 20th pick to the Seahawks. Wow. I don't see how he goes outside the top. He's 10, not getting past honest. Philly. I swear, Jonathan Gannon or whoever the new DB coach would be like, I get a quarterback, cornerback who runs a 4 4 and is 6 2 and late, late in. Can learn from Darius Slay. Oh hell yeah! Give me that right now. Right. I mean, Hopefully I feel like, like he—he's the type of player where it's like when you get into that eight to like twelve range. Yeah. You know, if he falls that far, teams are basically going to be like, forget whoever we thought we were going to yeah. pick. We're just going best available. Yeah. So, like, so for me, it's like when I was—they were like, "Oh, Eagles take a safety." I'm like, we got Epps, Garner Johnson is probably getting re-signed. And we also got the kid Blankenship, who's played amazing while Garter Johnson's been out. Why do we need a safety? Now, a cornerback to replace James Bradbury? Because th- he's going to ask for way too much money at his age, and we just won't be able to pay him. Like, go draft your corner. We have McPherson, but he's he's a special teams guy. He's not, he's not, he's a good corner, but he's not elite. And that that Eagles defense to work the way it works needs two guys who can lock you up for the first 20 yards. And also, Johnson is a ball hawk, so like you can kind of get away with having a rookie cornerback on his side of the ball. That's my thinking. I think Bijan Robinson to the Lions is the other dumb one. I think honestly, yeah. I would love to see him go to um, Arizona or like some team that just desperately needs a, a a road grader with some speed. But we've been ranting about the draft for too long. Um, what do you guys think? Where do you guys think Hopkins is going to go? Oh, that is the million dollar question. I'm trying to think of 
because obviously it's easy for me to say my team because we need a lot of things, but I'm trying to not be that guy. So if I had to pinpoint one team that I could put him on right now, um, via trade, obviously. Oh, man. Imagine him in, like, Cleveland, reunite with uh, with Deshaun Watson, him and Amari Cooper. That'd That'd be nasty, but Cleveland's got so much freaking cap space tied up. I don't know what the hell they're going to do. I don't even know what they have draft picks wise too after that trade. Also, apparently, so like people think that like they're cutting Kenny Galladay after the season. They, they realize how much dead cap the Giants would have to eat to do oh, that. Oh yeah, that like, too. Yeah, they, yeah, no, to they would literally be screwed. They have to keep his contract, which is Whole hilarious form. to me. Yeah, dude. I, I think love. Us. Somebody told me it was north of forty dead cap. If they cut it's it, it's a lot of money. Season. He signed a, like a seventy-something million dollar deal. I think it was for like three years or some insane thing. It could be wrong. It was, it was something wild. But I, don't I know mean, I could see with New York. Dory Jackson who's just shit when he's on the field. I could see him in, with the Giants. Um, I could see him with with um, Pittsburgh too. Just pair him up with because um, I don't know what they're doing out there. They got rid of uh, Chase Claypool. Um, I'm not sure the details of Deontay Johnson if he signed anything or what his deal is. But if you put him in. I would give Kenny Pickett all the weapons right now because if the Jets just did their job, the Steelers would be in the playoffs right now. Um, so I think, which also, I don't, I don't feel bad for Steelers fans. Everybody's saying, oh, we had to put our – the Jets did us wrong. Listen, there's if you're putting your season in the hands of the Jets, there's something wrong with you. So <laughs> your, you, your team either needs to look at themselves and be like, wow, we need to do a whole lot better. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. You guys should have done better. You should have beaten us at week what, four, three of this, four of the season. You lost to Zach Wilson. So I don't want to hear it, Steeler fans. Um, I can see him there. I can see him in Cleveland. I can see him in New York. Um, you can throw him up in, uh, you throw him up in Chicago, Detroit, anywhere. Chicago. I don't know. There's a lot of places. Um, the biggest thing with Hop is like he, he's, he's a plug and play guy. The problem is who wants to eat that contract? I, Throw I in, look, oh, man. Jacksonville won't, is not afraid to pay people, obviously. No, seriously. Like, you get him with, like, yo, Doug Peterson sitting there like, you're telling me we get another receiver who could be possibly overpaid who's disgruntled with Arizona? Oh, yes. <laughs> Listen, man, I mean, DeAndre Hopkins and Christian Kirk reuniting with Zay Jones and Marvin Jones and um, Evan Calvin Ingram. Ridley. That's a that's Calvin, Calvin Ridley's oh, coming fuck, back. I forgot about that. So oh. I don't think they'll go after him because they have Ridley coming back. So. I forgot all about that. Yeah. I, I, I Look, man, I think the Patriots are in this mix. I really do. I be, feel yeah. like we don't have a number one receiver. We've got that number 14 pick. I don't think we would move that for him. Well, y'all doing a quarterback first. Oh, we've got one, baby. <laughs> he he showed that. I, I, I three ints. <laughs> I, I think he's good enough, man. I you know when your best receiver is Jacoby Myers, man, you're going to be limited. And, and I feel like now that they're going to have to compete with Miami and Buffalo for you know the foreseeable future, you got to go make a move. Um, yeah, whether that's open disrespect right there, he didn't even mention your Jets. What? Well, I even. I even... Yeah, I mean, you know, look, the Jets have draft capital, that's for sure. You know, and the, I don't what's the cap situation like, Matt? Uh, I think they're like 15th right now with the in cap space. I mean, if they I saw something where if they cut they cut Carl Lawson who had a good season but not a great season. If they cut Tory Davis who's always hurt and they get rid of Jordan Whitehead who's up and down, that'll put them in the 60 million dollar cap space range, which will be phenomenal. 
they would just they if they cut those three guys is what I'm saying. But right now, as they stand, I believe they're like 15. I think it's yeah. yeah, maybe that's less likely if they go out and get a guy like Rogers, you know, yeah. because if you go get Rogers, then that probably eliminates the Hopkins possibility. Yeah, yeah. I think it's or, time. or Jimmy G or someone, you know, whoever. We've talked so much about the NFL, and we haven't even mentioned how we got here. <clears throat> a weird, strange, but fun week eighteen. The second inaugural this the uh, the second run of the week eighteen schedule, which I'll say this off the rip, semi anticlimactic, still fun. We're going to start it off on Saturday afternoon. We're rocking with the first game of the evening. This game was over so fast. I actually went to the supermarket and picked up food for dinner. Here we go. Chiefs Raiders. Um, The Chiefs ran a trick play where they did the ring around the Rosie. Okay. And then when it got called for a penalty, they went and scored anyway. (laughs) Raiders, just 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 stop. And sorry, Jared Sidham's not the answer. The Chiefs don't have an elite defense, and y'all got your head kicked in. Yeah. Um, Raiders, you now know what it's like to go through the Mike White experience where you have one great game and you think this is the guy for your future, this is the answer to your prayers, and then you have that next week game. And then you're like, oh, okay, back to reality. Raiders are going to – I don't think they need to, but they're going to get rid of Derek Carr, and then they're going to be drafting another quarterback in this coming draft. So that's going to be the Raiders situation. There you go. Mace. Yeah, dude, I mean, this game was – yeah, I mean, a, a Chiefs domination, um, pretty pretty bad, like, watch. I guess it makes sense why they put this on Saturday because I, they probably felt like people weren't going to tune in anyway. Um you know, at least for the second half, I guess. And, you know, went pretty much as scripted. So, yeah, average I wish game. they put them better on, honestly. Like, they could have put – like, like Saturday football is fun, man. And I was like, oh, cool, it's football on. Me and my buddies got out, got out of the – got off the gun range. We literally looked down and we're like, oh, that's the score? Yeah. Oh, let's go grab food. But – uh. I'll go this. Uh, next up, we have Titans and Jags. Who calls a check down to end your season? But, hey, Rayshon Jenkins, throw the U up, baby. You made two of the biggest plays in Jacksonville history this season. Got to show mm-hmm. back Jags division champs. Got to love it. Dougie P, what up? Yeah, I, I don't think really anybody, unless you're a Titans fan, had any thought that they were going to beat the Jaguars with Josh Dobbs. Um, I don't care how well or not well Josh Dobbs played against the Cowboys. They weren't going to win that game. And they had the, uh, what was it, McNath? McNath was uh, starting at one point, right? Who actually looked decent. Some quarterback that wasn't Josh Dobbs started off the game and actually looked pretty decent. And then Josh Dobbs came in, so I assumed he got hurt. But I think it just pretty much just as expected. Jags won the game. Mace. Yeah, I you know, I feel like the Jags probably should have played this a little bit better. It seemed like in the first half, maybe the moment felt a little bit too big for them. And then they went into halftime. Peterson kind of settled them down and then they kind of woke up because I feel like the Titans definitely looked like the better team in the first half. But, um, you know, nonetheless, they pulled the game out. Like, dude, the the Titans got to go figure out the 
the quarterback situation before they they want to fire their fucking training staff like jesus yeah this is like the third year in a row mike rabel's had to play musical chairs with their starting lineup yeah just go just go trade for a veteran guy like jimmy g or or try to go get rogers or someone man because this this division is for the taking kind of like we talked about with the colts i mean most of these i mean all these teams are just kind of average so you know I feel like they're one veteran quarterback away from being a legitimate contender. They could use one more receiver also, but that's a whole other ball game yeah, for sure. Um, all right. Bucks Falcons. I will say this. Hey, Falcons don't draft another quarterback. Desmond Ritter wasn't terrible. 19 for 30, two touchdowns, 225 through the air. Like, listen, not bad. I know it's against backups, but like, there's some promise there. Give the kid a swing. Not as funny to sit behind Marcus Mopey Mariota. Uh, I mean, and another, you have no Kyle Pitts, you have no Calvin Ridley. I, I what are they going to do to succeed? I mean, they've got besides Drake London, they got Oladipo or Oladipus, whatever his name is. I don't know how they to say also it. overachieved like hell. <laughs> yeah, no, it's one of those. I know it's not. What is it? Algier. Tell, no, 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 no. The Algier. receiver. The receiver. I know who you're talking who, about, Matt. I, I can't say his name either, but I know I who no you're. It is. It's Ola something. And um, yeah, Algier. They, I mean, but other than that, I mean, is it just, give, give him another year. Give, some, yeah. give him some weapons. They should never trade a Calvin Ridley. Um, I didn't even watch this game, to be honest with you, because I just saw the quarterbacks going up against each other. And I've, I decided that grocery shopping was more important. Fair. Mace. Yeah, I didn't watch the game either, Matt. Um, surprised that uh, the Buccaneers started the starters. I would have figured, you know, given the kind of, you know, they've already qualified for the playoffs, the roster's a little bit on the older side. Just sit the starters. I guess they, they threw them in there so they'd be a little bit sharp, you know, coming into the playoff game on Monday. But, um, you know, this kind of, I guess, didn't go as expected. But, you know, when you're playing the um, – Bucks third stringers, second stringers, you know, you're probably going to beat him. So uh, it's Olamid Zacchaeus. Right, go. right, right. Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus. Right. Oof, that was a lot. Mace, man, you use it on the money. You're going over a lot today. <laughs> I'll, hey, I'll, man, I'll, I'll, I'll do better. All right. I'll, no, I'll my, man, right my man's is like been chopping the bits to drop some sports takes. I love it. It's just we're trying to keep a time constraint for you guys. All right. Bills Patriots. If anybody besides New England fans rooted for New England this week, you're a horrible human being and you're probably going to get audited on your taxes. Here we go. Um, also, Naheem Hines is fast as all God hell. That boy can move. <clears throat> Holy shit. Also, Patriots fans, do not blame yourselves. The Jets screwed you over. Yeah. I mean, hey, it's been. Um... It's been 39 months since the last kickoff return touchdown for the Bills, which translates to three years and three months. So the three was all around there, that game. Um, I, you know, I, I credit New England because they put up a pretty good fight. I thought it was going to be more of a blowout. Um, Bills came back as I expected. And like I said, I, I, I don't know. I, everybody, I loved all the hate. Everybody like, oh, the Jets didn't do their job. Like I said, you, you need a reality check if you're putting your season in the hands of us. Well, it's the same reason. Well, like the, when the Giants fans gave the Eagles fans shit for throw for just calling it on that game against Washington, they're like, yes. "We don't care." And a also, screw that, uh, the Giants over. Why not? A person that can remain anonymous—that's not very far from me—is still upset about that. 
Yeah, it's okay. Uh, that person who remained anonymous should feel good because the Eagles <laughs> were banned from Sunday Night Football for a year because of that. There, it was like an unofficial ban, but everyone in the NFL knew like the Eagles would not get a single Sunday Night Football game the entire season because of that, which I thought was hysterical. Doug Peterson did something that like coaches should never do and tanked the game unintentionally. Mm. All right. Well, even if uh, even if um, the Jets beat Miami, it wouldn't matter for New England because the Steelers would have already gotten in. True, because the Browns screwed me. Eh, it doesn't matter because TCU fucked me anyway, but the Browns screwed me. All right. We'll be the first time somebody said that. Mace? Very disappointing ending to the season. Um, this is just stereotypical NFL script writing to an absolute T. Um, two, I guess, kickoff returns for touchdowns, 96 yards, 101 yards. You know, what are the odds, man? What are the odds that both of those happen? One on the first play of the game. And then the other for 101 yards. So a very disappointing ending to the season for the Patriots. Um, you know, looking back, this this game shouldn't have had the implications that it did. You know, the the sort of the Raiders game, you know, I think is is what everyone needs to be looking at. You win that game, this game means nothing. You're already in the playoffs. If you win that game and you know, we're we're here talking about the Patriots um first round playoff game. That's that's all. Very disappointing you know ending to the season. A lot of question marks entering the offseason. I really hope that the front office and the team can figure those out and make the right moves to put us in position to compete next year. There you go. All righty. Uh next up. <clears throat> Vikings, Bears, um, do you guys have actually any thoughts on this, or can we just skip it? <laughs> No, it's a Nathan Peterman. I'm good. This is a Nathan Peterman Bowl. <laughs> Listen, I just won the Nathan Peterman Trophy in my fantasy football league, which is what we call our, our winner. Instead of the Shiva, we call it the Nathan Peterman Trophy. <laughs> I won it. It's the only trophy that Nathan Peterman will ever even get. Any, uh, any uh, thoughts on that, Mace, before we move on? Um, congrats to the Bears on winning the toilet bowl and getting the first overall pick. Congrats. Um, I um I have a an idea. I'm thinking like let's just say I think the the uh, Bears should trade the number one overall pick for a boatload of picks with the team that's got multiple for the next couple of years. Try and get a top five one next year and just go get Marvin Harrison Jr. Granted that he declares i think he will as a junior but i'm just saying i think the bears should just think about that because he is special put him with um darnell moving if they still have chase claypool next year yeah very very logical take matt um they they uh, drafting a first round level receiver would go a very long way i think for justin fields and just the bears in general and would lead uh chicago bears fans to believe that the front office is trying to do something other than lose and set their mm-hmm. team up to fail very much i actually set the timer up because i was like these guys actually talk about the game right now all right <laughs> Bengals ravens the only thing i have to say about the damn game was i loved that coin flip celebration that was perfect i loved it Just joe mixon salute sir so because that coin flip shit I heard that rumor. I got mad for Cincinnati fans. That was, that was funny. Beautiful. To me. Good job, Joe. Um, 
Yeah, I don't have any thoughts on the game. I'm just waiting for the playoffs. We all know they're both going. I want. I just want to see if Lamar is even going to play. He's not. He's going to be a Dolphin. Mason? Yeah, um, pretty much went as we expected. Did Hundley even play? I didn't watch any of this game. Anthony Brown the entire game. Okay, yeah. So it's like you couldn't even throw your second stringer out there. If Lamar doesn't play, man, they it's going to be very, very, very bad next week. Um, and, you know, that could be it for Lamar, Lamar in Baltimore. So uh, we'll just have to see if he practices this week and whether or not he plays. Somehow the Ravens won like 10 games, and I still don't know how – 11 games. I don't know how it happened. It's the coach. They're I don't know. Like, I looked, I'm like, wait, the when defense, the hell did they get man. 11 wins? Yeah. That defense there's that, is good. There's that one team every year. I look at the standings, I'm like, wait, what? Well, they, is, it must they be that have rookie, to play uh, in the NFC South. So, you know, they got cupcake games like the Bucks, the Saints, the, the Falcons. I think they dropped a game. Did they lose? They beat the they Panthers. Also, the Jaguars. They were blowing them out, and I think they got that, Okay, that's the game I'm thinking of. Yeah, they, they sold it could be, that uh, game. It could be because they got that rookie phenom quarterback from Oregon, right? He's almost got as much <laughs> interceptions as Dak Prescott. Um, speaking of just blowing it, Indianapolis Colts, what happened? Oh, God. Holy shit. Dude, we had to drop the ball, kids. I think Jeff literally intentionally threw that game. That last throw to Jordan Atkins was beautiful, though. But Houston really doesn't matter because they were going to get their guy anyway, unless some team trades ahead of them to get their yeah. quarterback. They better hope Chicago takes that pick now. But I don't know. I mean, I, if I'm like, like I said, if I'm oh, sorry, I mean to cut you off. You're good. No, just like, listen, leave it to Houston just to have a fun end of the season. Because remember, they were like in like seven or eight games this year. We're like, wait, how are they competing right now? Like, yeah. I love Houston, man. They're fun. They took the Chiefs to the um, overtime. Dude, they play hard. Everyone forgets, like, they, like they've only lost a couple games via blowout. Most of them were mm-hmm. close. Yeah, I mean, not much on the game, really. I mean, uh, Houston loves to win garbage time games at the end of the season like this, so I'm not really surprised. The only issue is, you know, like I said, they got to worry about it. Is Chicago, could Chicago trade back with the Colts or the Raiders or whoever has some multiple picks in this next year's draft and could swoop and take the guy that they want? But like they got young and Stroud, somebody's going to go two to them. And I don't think they're really going to mind which one it is. Um, and then I don't know. I feel bad for our friend DJ out there because apparently the Colts are strongly considering bringing Jeff Saturday back. What Gosh. the fuck? I got a, a tweet from NFL rumors and I think others saying like the, the Colts are seriously considering bringing Saturday back as like a coach as like the coach, not a coach on the staff. Ursay is washed, man. He is. He is washed. <laughs> Reggie Wayne would do better with this. I mean, he's got the experience because he was coaching at least this season with them. But I, don't, I just, I don't know. I, I, I think you've got to have like Brian Flores should be on everybody's fucking radar right now. For anybody that looking for a coach that isn't Peyton or Harbaugh, you should go and have Flores on your radar. <laughs> yeah, this game was funny, man. Um, like Sam Ellinger. 209, two TDs. He did have two picks. Completed 23 of 35. He sucks. Um, he's always sucked. He sucked at UT. And, um, you know, I guess congrats to the Texans on finishing on a high note. That's cool. So, reportedly, the leader in the clubhouse to get the Colts job 
is not Jeff Saturday. It's Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator from the Lions. Which I think would be – I mean, I think that would be a pretty good rookie. Great offense this year. Yeah. Like, that he, Detroit offense was humming. Yeah, he All deserves right. a lot of credit. Yeah, we got to stop talking about this bottom feeder bowl. Um, start getting <laughs> to the actual real games that actually somewhat mattered. Um, Jets, Dolphins, that one just screwed over go. New England. That doesn't really matter. Matt, any oh, yeah. final thoughts on your Jets season? Listen, we didn't screw the New England over. They weren't going to make it anyways because the Steelers won. We technically screwed, screwed over the Steelers, which I, I'm i here for the hate. I don't give a shit. Steelers fans, maybe you should have beat us. Maybe you should have beat us week four, and maybe Zach Wilson should not have beaten you guys and lead, led that you know game-winning drive. Maybe, maybe you should have handled business that you didn't handle earlier in the season. And like I said, nobody should be putting their season in the hands of the Jets. Not even myself, who's a Jets fan, wants my season in the hands of my own team. So do better, Steelers. I don't want to hear you. (laughs) Well, like I said, I mean, it didn't really matter with New England because, like, even if we beat Miami, since the Steelers beat the Browns, it wouldn't have mattered. I'm just talking to the Steelers hate because I just think it's funny. Oh, my God. My favorite part about this is the fact that the uh... (sighs) – The Dolphins are going to get railroaded in the first round. They are going to get absolutely truck-sticked, like Josh Norman to Derrick Henry bad. Yeah, if Tua doesn't play, man, it's going to be a similar situation. They're going to get smoked. It's going to be 31 degrees, and the Bills are ripping right now. I mean, hey, dude. Hamlin's home, man. He might be at the game. They're screwed. Maybe. Maybe you're right. Maybe you're wrong. I mean, hey, man, they played them tight on – was that a couple of days before Christmas, whatever week that was. You know, they, they looked all right. And, um, you know, they beat them the first time. I guess that was multiple months ago. But, yeah, I didn't – management, what the fuck? That wasn't really much on the, on the Dolphins' part. Anyway, yeah, I didn't watch this game. Um, you know, field goals and safeties, I don't think I missed much. And uh, who who started here? Skylar Thompson. And, and did Mike White get the start, Matt? No. No, Zach Joey Flacco, Flex. bro. Yeah, yeah dude. Joey I Flex. am glad I did not tune in. Okay, yeah. Field goals yeah. and safeties. Great. I hope every single freaking – I hope every I single Jets NFL. fan. I hope every single fan out there that told me, like, you guys should have just been playing Flacco this entire time you would have been in the playoffs. I hope they stub their toe and they fucking take their toenail off or something because exhibit A, we put up six points. We put up six points against a Miami team that we put 40 up against last time they had the same quarterback playing. So, and freaking Tyreek Hill didn't even play. So, barely, pretty much. Eagles, Giants, I've got 30 sec. I got 30 words on this. Ah. The Eagles are playing so conservative. Might as well have been wearing nuns' hats. Um, also, AJ Brown, congrats on breaking the franchise record for receiving yards. Um, everyone's shitting on the Eagles. They're now the fifth-ranked team, according to Vegas and the NFL Power Rankings. Okay. Not my business. Y'all y'all say what you're going to say. See you in a little bit. Take care. We're going to relax this week. Get healthy. The disrespect, even though they won the game by the margin that they won with Jalen Hurts coming back, probably like 90% healthy, maybe less. So um, no, I don't really have much time. He was not healthy. Like, I could even tell. That's he, what was I'm like, saying, yeah. he was like 85%. And that 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 deep ball age, he was overthrowing balls a little bit because I think he was compensating. I think Jaylen, AJ Brown, I think he was honestly like 85% healthy. But if he, they put Gardner out one more time, I think AJ Brown was going to beat his head in with a helmet. 
Jalen Hurts literally just looked at Sirianni and said, listen, let me do my thing. We'll get the one seed. I'll take a week off, and I'll be fine. This, we have a top happen. 10 kicker. Just get him within 50, and Elliot's going to bang it. We're good. Yeah. So not much on the game. Just a quick set of stats I want to throw out at you. 2021, Daniel Jones completed 64% of his passes for 2,400 yards, 10 touchdowns, 7 interceptions. Uh, he played and started in 11 games, so I'm pretty sure that means he missed 5 or 6 games that season. This year, played in the 16 games. Um, I don't know if he missed one or not, but... No, he uh, sat 16, this week. Uh, that's, so that's what it is. So 16 games, 67.2% completion percentage, uh, 3,200 yards, 15 touchdowns, 5 interceptions. Is there really that big of a difference between last year's and this year's stats? I mean, passing yards-wise, he had 800 more. He had five more touchdowns, two less interceptions. His, his completion percentage um, you know, raised by 3%. And this is all given the fact that he didn't play in like six games last year. Yeah. So I, I'm what I'm trying to get at is I don't really think there's that much of a progress between the guy. I think he's blindly fooling everybody out there. And I think if he's... I mean, give him some more weapons. I think he'll do better. But I mean, right now, I don't see how stats wise that that can tell you that that's the guy for your franchise going forward. All I'll say is this: Welcome back to NFC East, Danny Dimes. I I love those two, those one and a half free wins every year. All right, Mace. Anything on this Giants Eagles game before we start hit? We hit the home stretch. We start speed running these a little bit. Uh, I I literally got nothing, man. I didn't watch the game. You know the the Giants ran out there with the second second third string guys, um, and this went pretty much as planned. So basically, the Eagles played at half speed like a preseason game. And the Giants ran backups out there. It was basically it was the worst game to watch out of all time. Um, <coughs> speaking of horrible games to watch, yeah, Panthers beating the Saints. I got nothing else on this game. Sam Darnold played his way into getting a great backup job next year. Yeah, um, not, nothing on the game, just the fact that I'm very surprised that every mock draft that I've looked up so far does not have the Panthers taking a quarterback in the first round. So I don't maybe know what that means. signing a quarterback. Oh, maybe. But, uh, yeah, I, Big brain I don't know. Here. Kind of surprised they're not giving Steve Wilkes a look, at least as an interview for the coach. I thought he did a pretty fine job considering what he was dealing with. But um, I don't know if they're going to go down that route as well, but they definitely need a quarterback. I mean – what did he have? Six wins, five wins with them. Uh, something yeah, like that. Like, something yeah, like, like yeah, like he went. I think he went five hundred as their head coach. Like honestly, mm-hmm. he I already did probably, better. Listen, if I'm like the Texans and I'm like shit, we're like striking out all of our interview guys. Or hell, listen, at least to get him a defensive coordinator job, we'll take him up in Philly when Jonathan Gannon gets the uh, Houston job. So hell yeah, um, I'll take Steve Wilkes. That def- that Carolina defense was lights out. Yeah. Um, Brown Steelers. The NFL football gods are shitting on Cleveland in a brownie sort of way. <laughs> this was karma, Cleveland. You signed Deshaun Watson to a deal that breaks the bank and resets the QB market to a place it should never go. Listen, I am all for fully guaranteed contracts, or at least contracts are guaranteed to an extent. But what they paid him was asinine. That's insane. Because quarterbacks actually are deserving of that money, like the Mahomeses, the Hertzes of the world, the Josh Allens. They're not going to get paid that much, and they know it because they know the teams can't afford it. So you get everything you deserve, Cleveland. Jimmy Haslam is going to run you guys into the turf. Also, how you guys after over Baker Mayfield was was just horrible. So 
Ha. Yeah. Uh, I think Jacoby, no more losing seasons. Jacoby Brissett has been playing better than Deshaun Watson. I mean, this guy had 19 for 29, 230 yards, two interceptions, two touchdowns, QBR of like 40. I think he had like a rating of like 84. Like, a, you know, I, I don't know. I haven't seen progression from him that much this whole season, so that kind of worries me if he had like six or seven games he didn't really show much promise. Like, how was an offseason really going to fix anything? So yeah. we'll see how that goes for Cleveland. Steelers, on the other hand, have some promise in their future. Kenny Pickett's not – doesn't look – yeah, Kenny Pickett looks middle of the pack, but he looks like he he has potential to make a step next year if they give him some more weapons. I mean, the kid didn't look terrible. He had them in playoff contention, so yeah. he's going to earn the job next year. Only the chart. Let me see. Are any on this game before I move on to the next one? Nothing. Nothing, man. I, I think you have some kind of joke about the Steelers and the Browns right now. Nothing, man. Ah, fair enough. All right. Chargers, Broncos. Broncos country. Let's ride? That I, I literally am sitting there looking at this like, wait, what? Okay. Um, leave it to the fucking Chargers to find a way to screw up resting starters. Mike Williams is questionable for next week. Good job, dummies. I mean, I'm I'm uh, I'm almost very surprised of that decision. I mean, Brandon Staley is a amazing coach from what we've talked about, right? I don't understand why he, you know, I'm joking. I fucking can't stand that guy. But um, I just I I don't know. I was like, I was talking to my my brother in laws the other day. They wanted the Giants to start their starters, and I'm like, listen, like why? You can't increase your seeding. You can't get any better than you are right now. Rest the rest the starters. What don't what let anybody if, get hurt. What happens if T.J. Edwards hits freaking Saquon? Like awkwardly, he goes down. Dude's yeah. ACL torn. Season over. It's like, dude, like he's your offense. Yeah, it's the same I, thing with I, the. I don't understand. Like the Eagles had to play their starters because they had to. They sat Miles Sanders within like a quarter. They had Hurts running all these conservative play calls. Like, guys, it's like injuries. Week seven, week 18, 17 are all real things. Sit your guys. Yeah, and there was nothing for the Chargers to gain, <laughs> and they went out and played their starters, and Mike Williams got hurt, and that's a big loss for them. So I uh, I think the Jaguars could take advantage of that next week, but that is just my thought of just Brandon Staley sucks. Fair. Yeah, I got nothing on this game again, pass. <laughs> Mace is just like, yeah, I'm done with football. Football's Dude, dead the- to me. These week 18 games, man, they, like typically they just suck. I mean, like they're going to add an 18th game and like a 19th week at some point. And it's, you know, it's like, dude, what are we doing here? Um, like 90% of these games mean nothing. There was what, like five or six games that literally had playoff implications. So it's like, all right, we'll, 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 uh, we'll, uh, Skip Cardinals 49ers because that was just as expected. Um, that AJ Brown flea flicker like had everyone full. Like maybe the Cardinals are gonna give a shit tonight. Nope, nope, they're done. Rams the only thing I'll um the only thing I'll even say about that pass game we just skipped is I think everybody should be throwing anytime touchdowns on kid George Kittle in the playoffs because Purdy loves that man. That's all I'm oh, just yeah. gonna say. Oh yeah. Slam that, slam that. Um Rams Seahawks quickly. Uh come on. LA, you had such a shot at giving us playoff Dan Campbell. Are you kidding me? Listen, I love Geno Smith. I love he's getting his shot, man. And listen, I do nothing would make me happier than watching them upset San Francisco, even though I know it's unlikely. But like, dude, like San Fran versus Detroit is like must watch must watch TV. 
because like Detroit would probably lose, but they would like take them the twelve rounds. Like this would be- beat up and demolish San Francisco. So and also Dan Campbell's quotes during playoff weeks would be amazing. Yeah, my my heart was hurting when I saw the uh, Seahawks win in overtime. I was really I really wanted to see Campbell in the playoffs. I thought that would have been the ultimate Cinderella story, and I really thought that they could make a run in that playoffs. Like they really could have done some damage. Like the the uh, was it the 2019 Titans that just went all the way to the championship game that nobody thought was going to do anything. Um, but other than that, you know. I don't know. I, I can't stand Seattle. I had a DK Metcalf. I needed 50 plus yards. He got 40. And even they, they even went overtime and they had him on an offensive PI or whatever it was. So I would have hit that one. But um, other than that, I don't know. Baker could go back to the Rams. We don't even know who their quarter, their coach is going to be. I've heard if McVay leaves, Donald's out. So it'll be an interesting offseason. Apparently, um, what's his face? Uh, they haven't ruled out. Stafford ain't coming back, hasn't ruled out yet. I wish I brought my cowboy hat and a cigar down because my next game is going to make me laugh. Anything quick on um, this uh, game, Mace? Um, yeah, I'm just excited to see what the future holds for Baker Mayfield. I feel like he's, you know, over this past month and a half, he's definitely mm-hmm. shown that he's capable of, you know, being a starter somewhere. Maybe, I mean, I don't know. A lot of these teams who need quarterbacks have uh, pretty good first-round picks. So we'll just have to see. But I feel like, he, you know, he's – he showed that he can hang and, you know, if you give him some talent around him, you know, he can definitely hold his own. So interested to see what happens with him. Quick question for the whole, for both of you guys, do the Seattle Seahawks extend Geno Smith multiple years and make him the starting quarterback next year? Depends on what happens next week. Hmm. If he puts up good numbers and they lose, I think they still extend them. They put up geese numbers and they win. Oh, without a question. Hmm. If they get their head handed to him, no. They, they will either go get a guy or they will draft one. Okay. Agree with All Jared. Right. How about them Cowboys? I hated watching this game because I despise Sam Howell for how he w- was in college. But sweet baby Jesus, that one felt good. Oh, my God. Dak looked terrible. And I just, oh, my Lord, that was funny. And now the Cowboys have to play Tom Brady at home. Oh, God. I mean, listen, like the Cowboys are favored, but man, if you want an easy cover upset, like it's, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know if Dallas quit halfway through the game or they just said, fuck it, we're losing. Like, but wow. I kept checking on that game as much as I, as much as possible. I was like, is this really happening right now? Am I or am I getting punked? Like this? No, wait, no. The Cowboys going to come back. Like this ain't. No, I guess. I guess. Uh, I guess Dallas said, "Ah, fuck it." Next week. Yeah, you would have thought this would have been the classic uh, Dallas thing where they shit the bed, and then the third and fourth quarter they start to come back and make a real close game. Um, so very surprised that they didn't even put Cooper Rush in like earlier than that they did. Um, but if Dak just threw one touchdown. Just through like one more touchdown or whatever it was, I probably would have won my fantasy championship, but I lost by five points. Um, Commanders, Sean, uh, Sam Howell didn't look look serviceable. He looked good, and but it, to me, it didn't show me enough to build around him next year. If I'm Washington, I'm still going out and getting somebody just to be safe. Um, but yeah, not much on this game. Uh, Dallas is 
you can't put up six points against Washington and then go into the next week confident against the Bucks defense. I'm interested to see what's going to happen. I'm I'm Monday night next week's going to be hilarious or weird or boring. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm very excited for the playoffs, especially since you know my fiance's team's in, so we could probably get like a playoff party going for uh, probably at her one of her family's houses. But I'm very excited for this playoff series. Go. All right. Mace, you got anything on that da- on the Cowboys? Typical man, so 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 typical Cowboys. Um, like, what do you expect? <laughs> what do you expect? I, I hope you have learned and embraced it, Cowboys fans, because um, this is this is what your team is capable of. So, yeah, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to Monday. I I hope that the Bucks, you know, I hope they show them. So. Next Monday, I will be tuned in, as will all of us. Oh, I will be enjoying this. It'll, we'll also, by the way, we'll be here doing the pregame show for it, so look out for that. All right, last but not least, the game we all loved and waited for. Ding dong, Rogers' playoff hopes are dead. Listen, I got to give a lot of credit to Dan Campbell. Dude gave it his all, even when they were eliminated. They have a winning record. Let's give a golf clap up for Dan Campbell, boys. I think he's earned it. Make sure you clap for Dan Campbell, you unholy bastard. <laughs> yeah, Dan, listen, I, I'm very happy to see the Lions finish the way that they did. Um, I, I, The way that they played the last half of the season, if they just played like that the entire year, they could have been they could have been a 12-5 and like, five team. Yeah, 12-5. and five, Like, we're talking about them, like, it's possibly snaking the last seed from the Eagles. Like, mm-hmm. uh, given uh, Minnesota run for the division, could have been like fifth seed instead of you know eighth seed. But um, listen, Rogers, typical Rogers, choking away in the games that matter the most. Um, denied to give his jersey to, I believe it was Jameson Williams. He wanted to hold on to Jamal it. Jamal so Williams. It was Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams. Oh, his former yeah. teammate. Yeah. Um, so wants to hold on to this one. Don't know if that means he's looking at retirement. Doesn't know if that maybe that means that it's his last game as a Packer and he wants his last Jersey. Um, other than that, it does not look like signs are pointing towards him at least being in green Bay next year. So early speculation, but, um, he will be a jet or a Titan next year. Yeah. He'll be a jet. And then when we are, you know, nine and seven and we've got to have a win and in situation then we'll be nine and eight and we'll miss. I love your optimism. See, we did it with Brett Favre. What's going to be the difference right now? True. Aaron Rodgers does take a little better care of his body than Brett Favre did. That is true. He does take psychedelics. Instead, of, instead of instead of Miller Lights, he drops back ashwagandha. So, yeah. <laughs> all right, Mace, send us out of here. I'll keep it short. That fourth quarter sums up Aaron Rodgers' entire career in a nutshell. And there's nothing else you can say about it. That's it. You know, Rogers symp- sympathizers, you got nothing. There, there is no bailout here. This is the second time he's done it in two seasons. Um, I don't want to hear it, man. I mean, this guy is extremely talented. Might be the most talented quarterback ever. Who knows? That's up for debate. But um, this guy is a choker. Mm-hmm. And that is... That is all you can say about him. Arguably the greatest regular season quarterback until you get to the playoffs. Yeah, when there's when there's stuff on the line, man, and you need him to come through, 
He's like the NFL version of James Harden. Um, Perfect. Fourth mm-hmm. quarter, you know, big playoff Net. game, whatever it might be. You, you need something from him. You know, he's look a, away because he is not coming through for Joshua you. Tree. <laughs> Mason with the hard hitting comparison, I love it. That's a probably end the show. And that's that's my boy, man. I mean, you know, I I love Harden. You know, being from Houston, love him. But that's that's just what he is. You know. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, two things. Uh, one, we will announce who won the regular season pickup tournament between me and Matt on Thursday. It's looking like Matt won, but there may be a chance on some miscounts that I actually may pull this out. Either way, the playoffs will decide who gets the jersey because the leading score gives them the lead. But playoff games are worth two. Playoff upsets are worth three. This gets real. Also, Mason could win himself maybe a nice $20 Nike gift card if he wins the playoff. Um, so he's now in it. So this could be a really, really fun competition here. So that being said, playoff football begins Saturday. We'll see you there. This will drop on YouTube in about, I'd say, probably Wednesday morning. Check out our live show, obviously. On Thursday, and check out Hilo Sports on uh, tonight, which we, this will air tomorrow. So, Wednesday night, 8 p.m., they have uh, a very big uh, college um, prospect from Liberty coming on. And uh, it should be a fun interview with Kelsey and DJ, of course, friends of the show. So, ladies and gentlemen, enjoy your week. Uh, we'll talk Thursday, and um, deuces. Hey guys, Jared. Thanks for checking out the Corner Booth Pod. Be sure to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Corner Booth Pod. This podcast is brought to you by the Belly Up Podcast Network.